Welcome to the Wildly Confident Podcast, where we discuss all the ways to help you get more confident, make more money, and get the results you want in your life stacked. I'm Katherine Weisner, your host. I'm a certified life coach through the Life Coach School and the creatrix of my own multi-million dollar business. Hey, y'all. Welcome to podcast number 50. I am so glad you're here. It has been such a joy to create this podcast. And it's been such a joy that all of you have listened. And I just hope you're having as much fun as I am with listening to this podcast or, or as much fun as I have creating it. You're having just as much fun listening to it and getting some really cool information just to enjoy your life a little bit more. So without further ado, I'm talking about something today I've been a little obsessed with for many years. It is the gut microbiome. Yes, yes, I will tell you all about it, you guys. But the the most fun thing that really lights me up when I think about it, and this is something, you know, I like to remind my kids of, and myself, sometimes when I'm feeling kind of lonely and stuff, that you are just never alone. Even if you feel like you're alone, you feel like you're feeling lonely, you are always <laughs> with the trillions of microorganisms that have made a home inside of you, okay? You're actually like a really cool home for things like fungi, bacteria, and viruses sometimes <laughs> that actually help you live. Without these trillions of bacteria that live inside of us, a hundred trillion microbes calling your gut home. Boom, right? Right now. <laughs> you are not alone, okay? <laughs> you are never alone. You always have, and these trillions of microbes, they have your back. Okay. They do all sorts of amazing things for you, including they help you digest your food. They regulate your immune system. They protect you against other bacteria that cause disease. They produce vitamins, including um, vitamin B12, thionine, riboflavin, vitamin K, like so many, many cool things. The other thing they do, and I, I found this to be absolutely, I mean, there's so much cool science on this, you guys. I don't know why it isn't on the cover of the New York Times every day. <laughs> I'm like, why isn't this being shouted from the rooftops? Like there are so many, so much cool research going on and so many things that I think are just total game changers for our health. And yes, y'all, I am not a doctor. I'm just a regular person who's just really fascinated with this stuff, who's done a bunch of research. So please do your own research, talk to your doctor about it. But Here's a fun little example. There's so many studies on this, you guys, but there's one dealing with anxiety versus like bold, boldness, which I would call confidence. And by tweaking the disease causing versus beneficial bacteria in an animal's gut, you can alter its brain chemistry. By tweaking different bacterias, animals either became more bold or confident or more anxious the bacteria in your gut actually sends messages up to your brain all the time. There's a number of articles and studies that say that the gut actually controls a lot of the brain and a lot of the uh, chemicals in the brain that make us feel happy, like serotonin, for example. The gut actually makes 95% of your serotonin. You guys look it up online. <laughs> it's crazy, right? 
So I think understanding and taking better care of our gut and our gut health is so important. And I'm going to be talking about, there's actually four of these um, microbiomes in our body. So it's not just the gut's one of them, okay? The gut I've just become really obsessed with because I think helping your gut have a healthier ecosystem of microbiome, I think it can make you happier. I think it can help you live a longer life, can reduce disease. Honestly, I I don't know if there's anything the gut microbiome can't cure. (laughs) Okay, there probably is, but I'm I'm really enjoying learning about it and just reading some of the studies going on right now. One of the really cool ones I was reading about is about why some people react positively to anti-cancer drugs and other people don't. Meaning like some of these anti-cancer drugs work really well on some people, right? And get rid of the cancer, put them in remission. And other people, they don't work at all on. And some scientists decided to, actually some oncologists decided to look at like, hey, why is this happening? Maybe it has to do with the gut microbiome, right? And so they looked at the guts of the different people and they found the people who were like responding to it versus the people that weren't. And they found the people that were responding to it had certain bacteria that was either absent or not very strong in the people who weren't responding. So you guys, they transplanted the bacteria. (laughs) You can do transplants. Actually, this has been going on for a long time and actually like cures C. diff. Some of these, they're called fecal transplants. So it's basically transplanting a healthy um, gut microbiome from somebody else that has a really healthy one into you. And why we might want to do this is because our gut microbiome can kind of be destroyed over the years from things like antibiotics. Sometimes even if you were born via C-section versus vaginal, like the first time that people, you know, the first, when you're born, you don't have a gut microbiome at all. Your gut microbiome actually comes from your environment, your family, just like living in the world, right? These bacteria come into you, your location, the foods you're eating. They say if you eat like a lot of processed foods and things like that, not so good for your gut microbiome. The first place that you get this important bacterial microbiome is actually coming out the vaginal canal. Really cool, right? The ba- but babies born with C-sections actually have a less diverse microbiome and sometimes can even be absent or missing some different bacterias because they came out via C-section. They didn't have that initial, you know, however long, <laughs> you know, they didn't like suck in all this microbiome when they're going through the vaginal canal. What's cool and what I was reading about was like now a number of hospitals actually give babies like a cocktail of their mother's vaginal canal, like on a swab. So if they're born via C-section, because science and doctors are now realizing how important this gut microbiome is, they are swabbing the inside of a woman's vagina and giving the babies like a lollipop basically after they're born of this bacteria. So they get to have that microbiome. So freaking cool, you guys. <laughs> anyway, but in the study, basically, they took that specific bacteria that was working for the, that was in the people where the answer can't, can't, anti-cancer drugs were working, and they put it in people where they were not, and you guys, the cancer drugs worked. They needed the bacteria, but they were missing was a specific bacteria that was interacting with the cancer drugs, and then it was working. I know. It's like breaks my brain. Like this, this, the gut biome, the bacteria you have in there is so important. And having like what they say is having more diversity of it and more of like the quote unquote good bacteria, right? Which 
I've had my stool analyzed many years ago. I was like, really, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the answer to everything. I, that, was, those were, that was my thoughts. Like this could cure everything. This could, you know, solve everything is getting a more diverse microbiome. What can I do to make my microbiome healthier? Where, where am I even right now? It was really cool to get that done and then to, to work on increasing my diversity in my microbiome. And even like with antibiotics, like I love antibiotics when you need to get them, but I have become really, I haven't taken them in forever. You know, I think like in my prior, previously, I used to take them all the time, you know, especially when I was a kid, there was no like, don't take antibiotics, you know, I don't think science or doctors knew that it was killing this really important they were killing these really important bacteria that were living inside of you that actually, you know, do so many things to help us keep help keep us alive. I don't think science or maybe mainstream didn't know. And so but obviously, there's been a big push to like, do you really need the antibiotics? And if you do take them, y'all, thank goodness for antibiotics, right? They've done like miracles grateful, grateful, grateful. At the same time, I just question, like, I, I'm very unlikely to take them at this point unless I really, you know, it's like life or death or it's going to really impair my quality of life if I don't take them. I'm that protective of my gut microbiome. And, you know, that's the same thing that goes for food. Like obviously eating, there's all sorts of foods you can eat to help your gut microbiome. Y'all can research this. I'm going to throw a few of them in the podcast just for fun, but this is how you can heal your gut. Like I did like a whole six month gut healing thing with my my functional medicine doctor at the time where like literally I ate zero processed food, no sugar, like all of this stuff, like really kind of intense. But I I just felt like doing this was going to completely increase my quality of life. And I have beliefs that having like a really diverse, healthy microbiome to begin with actually prevents all sorts of diseases. I actually have some beliefs, even though, you know, guys, I'm not a doctor, but like a lot of the uh, autoimmune fatigue, extreme exhaustion, like all a lot of stuff that like doctors are like, don't know what to do about that. Don't know where it came from. Right. I think that has to do with issues with diversity and issues in the microbiome. Okay. So here's some things you can do to help heal your gut. You can eat more prebiotic foods with every meal. These are like things like apples, artichokes, bananas, oats, chia, flaxseed, beans, cocoa, green and black teas. You can eat more fermented foods like yogurt, kombucha, miso, tempeh, sauerkraut. You can eat a variety of plants. They say a variety of plants, like 30 different varieties a week. Okay. You've heard me talk about how I'm mainly a vegetarian and I am for a variety of reasons, but one of them is this. Like if I'm supposed to be in order to feed the, the diversity of my microbiome in me, my microbiome wants to eat a lot of different plants. If I'm eating a lot of meat or processed foods, it's going to be hard for me to get all 30 in. And I'm not trying to say I get in 30 every week. Like I give myself a gold star if I get 15. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, saying uh, that's helping me move towards a goal I want in my life and with getting more of this variety of plants in, get rid of artificial sweetener and, you know, toss processed foods if possible. Okay. I, I eat processed foods, y'all, you know, it's totally fine too, right? Like we're not perfect. I'm not black and white. I'm not dogmatic about things. Like we still live in a world with a lot of processed food and convenience and stuff. And so I always like to like 
balance things out, right? But here's some more cool stuff that I have read while studying this. So romantic relationships and social interactions are associated with increases in microbiome diversity, which is really cool. People with larger social networks have a more diverse microbiome, you know, suggesting that social interactions may shape the microbiome community. I mean, I always am like community is so important. Being with people you love is so important. And this is maybe one of the reasons we love being with other people. We also love love. Like it, it increases our microbiome, which increases, in my opinion, your good health, your longevity, your quality of life. So I, I loved hearing that. There's also some stuff around like uh, trauma stuff and people who've been traumatized in childhood or just, you know, traumatized in general, it causes the, the, the gut bacteria to actually reduce down a bit. So trauma has been shown to affect gut bacteria on microdiversity. And guys, it doesn't mean you can't fix this, okay? I believe everything in life is fixable. But it's just good to know if you have some of this stuff, you might be like, hmm, might be helpful just to clean up my gut a bit and see if that helps with my trauma, to see if that helps with my happiness, my joy, my, you know, just any health issue you might have, right? And all I'm talking about here is eating healthy, really, is what it is, right? Like, I can't imagine that hurting anybody. But of course, do your own research. Like, this is just really to pique your interest in this. And maybe even to look up some of the really cool studies being done on probably like almost every type of disease there is out there on how adding different types of bacteria can actually cure things or stop them from progressing or help certain medications work better. Um, That are just there's so many of these really cool studies being done. I was like, I want to get a fecal transplant. I swear to God. I was like, can I? (laughs) But apparently you just can't, you guys, because I was like, oh, wouldn't that be great to get like some really healthy microbiome? Like I hear that like people feel re-energized afterward. Now, people who get these gut microbiome transplants, you know, this fecal transplant, typically get them for the C. diff and it just cures C. diff like nothing else. But I've heard like people say they feel like more energy, you know, feel more energized. Like they're just like feel overall healthier because they have a restored healthy microbiome. There's actually like poop banks where they only take, I don't even know, like something like 1% of the people that donate poop there (laughs) pass the screening of having like an amazing microbiome. And then that poop is used to treat various, like it's shipped all over the country to various hospitals to treat C. diff. But I mean, I was like, can I get some? Like... I would love, I, I don't know, y'all might be grossed out by that, but I'm like, I would love, I just, that feels like this, like the magic elixir. <laughs> Someone else's poop. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I hope one day that anyone will be able to get this sort of fecal transplant if it's deemed, you know, safe, which I think it will be. And we can all restore our our gut microbiomes from antibiotics and from eating processed foods and traumas and stress and all the other things we've experienced in our life, um, just because I think we'd feel healthier, more energized, just so many things. So anyway, that is my manifestation <laughs> that one day that will happen. But another reason I got like totally obsessed with the gut microbiome actually had to do with intuition and understanding you know, I the gut brain in general, which is often referred to as the second brain, it's the only organ to, in our body to have its own independent nervous system. It's as a network of over 100 million neurons embedded in our gut wall. 
so sophisticated is this like network that the gut continues to function even when the primary neural conduit, the vagus nerve is severed, okay? It literally is its own like functioning little hub. People call this the little brain. (laughs) And I often like talk about understanding intuition or your gut instinct or even like, I'm gonna talk about the, the skin microbiome in a moment too as well. But I have a theory, okay? Again, not scientifically proven. See if it's it's right for you. <laughs> but you know, all these bacteria are in there and they're all they're communicating, right? This is the the second nervous system, right? But these bacteria can communicate with other bacteria that are like sister or brother bacteria and other people. And so my my feeling, my my gut instinct on this <laughs> is that these bacteria right inside of us, like when we have a gut reaction or gut feeling, it's because the bacteria inside of us that wants to stay alive, you guys, right? It's a living organism. It wants to survive. It actually is communicating with other bacteria out in the world. And it's getting messages like this is not a safe area. Bad things are happening here. Or this is a nice place, right? Like you'll survive here. Like it's like that like life or death fight or flight stuff. I think those bacteria are all communicating with each other through some sort of, you know, I mean, bacteria, reading about this, can communicate, right, with other bacteria of the same species. So I I happen to think that that's what, and then it's sending it through that nervous system, right, that in you, your gut nervous system, and being like, not safe, this doesn't feel right, right? So anyway, these are my thoughts on the gut reaction. And again, why this bacteria, these trillions of bacteria just are such, they really do have our back. They want to stay alive, and so they need to make sure we stay alive. And so they are taking signals in and then sharing them via our gut nervous system. Seems likely, right? <laughs> Y'all might think I'm crazy, but um, the four places these microbiome, these little bacteria microbiome systems live on us, at least as a woman, there's um, the gut one I've been talking a lot about, but there's also one in our mouths and throats. There's one that lives inside of uh, only for women in vagina uh, in the vaginal canal. Super important for babies coming out like we discussed earlier. I'm starting to wonder if there might be more information, just like the gut microbiome is constantly chatting with us, uh, I think, about what's safe, what's not. It's like talking to other people's microbiomes sometimes and being like, something's wrong here or, you know, it's giving us like intuitive hits. You know, I think... There might be something with the microbiome that lives in the vaginal canal, especially for women that might be special. I don't know yet. I'm just throwing the idea idea out there for fun. (laughs) It might have do something really cool. And then um, the fourth one actually lives on your skin. There's like cool, some really cool studies dealing with how different microorganisms, different microbiomes on people's skin actually attract or repel mosquitoes. So like the answer to not attracting mosquitoes anymore if you're one of those people that always gets bit is to get some of the microbiome of somebody who the mosquitoes repel. (laughs) They have some bacteria living on their skin that mosquitoes hate (laughs) that you don't have. (laughs) It's pretty cool. But I also was like thinking about even the concept of like goosebumps. Like did you guys ever have those conversations with people and you just like get like goosebumps or like like just like a sensation on the skin? And I'm sure there's science that explains this. You know, science always has like a really great explanation for everything. But sometimes I feel like it's like forcing, (laughs) forcing an answer because there's so much we don't see or don't know. Science also says that a lot. Like there's just we don't really know. 
often. And I'm going to say that here. I don't really know either about some of the things I'm sharing today, but it feels right to me. And I don't think it's hurting anything. And I think it's fun. And I think it's expansive. And, and again, it's not hurting me and it's not hurting anyone else. And that's kind of the lens I look at in life. Is it bringing me higher? Is it raising my vibration? Is it helping me trust myself more? Yes. If it is, then like I'm in alignment with that. And I'm going to probably keep believing that stuff and doing that stuff. Yeah. I started thinking about like this goosebump thing or even like the knowing when someone's going to call you. Do you guys ever have that experience like with someone that you spend a lot of time with, right? They say that we actually share our microbiomes with people we're very close with. Like you can share microbiomes with them. Like you can grow your microbiome by like my husband and I have um, shared our microbiome, so to speak. Okay. But it, it doesn't mean just because we're having sex, we're sharing a microbiome. Just actually just being in close proximity with somebody that you care about, you start to share microbiomes. And it's these bacteria that I think sometimes when the phone, when you get a feeling that someone's going to call you or someone's thinking about you, and then they found out, they find out they did, they were thinking about you, or, or they just call you a few moments later. Sometimes I feel like the bacteria is like communicating with each other that was shared. <laughs> Like the the generations down of the same species is communicating and like there's like a knowing inside of us and it's coming through that communication field. The bacteria are communicating through a field, like an electric field all around us that we can't see. It's the same thing with the goosebumps on the skin. I feel like it's the little bacteria on there, like kind of resonating and being like, yes, I feel that. I mean, whatever, you guys take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> but there is actually lots of really cool stuff online. Please, please Google some of this stuff. Please have fun with it. Please take care of those trillions of bacteria that live inside of you, right? Please love on them. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And thank you for joining me for 50 episodes. Ah, just like doing a body shake. I'm so jazzed to be here today with you. So have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. I am so glad you joined us this week. And as a reminder, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. Please use your guidance and judgment when making any sort of changes to your life that are best for you. Thanks so much. 